At IKEA, your dream home is a blue bag away. No matter the size of your space or budget, we've got everything you need to turn your dreams into reality. And now with new lower prices on hundreds of our most popular products, bringing the dream home is even easier. Like the gray Strandom wing chair, was $369, now $299. And the IKEA Plus 365 nine-piece cookware set was $129.99, now $89.99. And hundreds more. Shop new lower prices at ikea-usa.com today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Random David, welcome to a random movie generator. Morning to you, sir. Lovely to be here for some cinematic chats. At the ready, this is how I want to start my Saturday mornings. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? Way to start. Oh God, yeah, worshiping oh, cinema man. as soon as the. Oh, uh, Mandy's saying hello. Hello, Mandy. I did notice you there. I was uh, my eye had immediately uh, seen your sparkling orange robotic square body. But I don't mean that. In a, I'm not objectifying you in a, sex, a sexist man. I'm just saying. I like. You text I like, her in the week. I did text her in the week. Nothing inappropriate. What did you, what did you write to her? It was a, an emoticon, um, kind of like a, a whole series of um, sort of you know kisses and devils you did text her and can yes. you read out the text because she told me you text her yes you did mandy i'm a man i have needs it was simple as that as simple as that i realized i was in bed and i suddenly realized the word man is in mandy i just suddenly thought there was some kind of connection oh, there. Right. i just wanted to sort of put that in text form are you all right to... mandy yes that's nice to hear that's right. good so um What's the what's your favourite romance, romantic movie? My favourite. Do you like romantic movies? I don't mind them. I think it just as, as you say that I, I hit a bit of a um, a bit of a wall. I'm trying to think. There must be a romantic movie out there where you really feel okay. It sounds like a real um, cliche, but definitely um, there's moments in Titanic. I knew that were for me. That. I knew. Oh, did you really? Oh, well, that's because that's terrible. Well, because the ship hits an iceberg, and then it becomes an action movie. Oh dear! What a no- I do like the way she leaps out of the lifeboat though and goes back on the um, on the on the sinking ship and he goes out. She, well, she other than Titanic, him. other than Titanic, let's brush the cliches aside and let's try and try and find something genuine. I remember as a kid watching James Bond films, and just think, oh god, get rid of the kissing and the women. Other than James Bond and Titanic, dear God, but let's. Let's, <laughs> let's get my cinematic spade out the shed and let's start um, having a look around. Um, other, other sort of romantic kind of um, <laughs> obviously it's absolutely stumped it really is if it's not about explosions and um, and fire I'm trying to think do you know what it's a terrible thing to admit but I think it's more about bromance for me which I think I'm only realising that now it's more kind of um, Tyler Durden and Edward Norton in Fight Club or um or kind of like Elliot and E.T., that kind of brotherhood connection, which is terrible to admit. I'm sort of questioning my um, my kind of inner... There, there must be a romance out there that really kind of... Um, <laughs> that swooned me and made me think, you know, goodness me, you know, there is a bit of romance. <laughs> You're just waffling. <laughs> I know, I am really waffling. <laughs> I'm trying to hide behind metaphors, but in actual facts, I'm a bit lost. It's like, am I a robot? Am I a cinematic eunuch? Don't I have any sort of erotic uh, needs? A massive rifle 
pointed at your temple. You got five seconds. Here we go. Let's One, not panic. Two, three, four, five. five. You're dead. I'm dead. Simple okay. as that. <laughs> Brain matter on the uh, on the lounge wall. <laughs> Can you not think of one? I'm just a puppet. It's had its strings cut. Um, yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to. Um, I'm going through a whole roller deck of like sexy movie star women in my head. I'm trying to see if I can um, come up with one. <laughs> it's just uh, sexy. Absolutely, it doesn't have to be sexy. Just a good personality. It could be Judy Dench for crying out loud. Flirting with Pierce Brosnan and back to Bond. I've done a full circle again. If you can't think of one, just say I can't think of one. Um, I think it might be I can't think of one, which is terrible. Uh, I'm sure uh, it's not as simple as um. It, I'm sure it's not as simple as that. It's uh. Oh God, I have I oh, remembered here it. Go. Here oh, we now go. Now James is This is absolutely it. Um, it's. I can't remember the name of it now, but it's um, Anthony Hopkins as the butler with Emma Thompson. Um, really well known. That that really pulled my romantic heartstrings enormously. Um, it, in the sense of unrequited love, yeah. you never had the kind of... Um, yeah. What is the name of that film? That's terrible that I've forgotten that. Yeah, I know. I know. I know the one you mean. I need to definitely find the title of that though, because that's terrible that I can't. Um, uh, remain, remains of the day. Remains of the bloody day, and it really is a case of um, he never had. I mean, there's no romance at the end. She was ready for him. You know, he had his opportunity there to escape his prisoned life of being a um, this kind of stuffy butler type of thing, and. Um, you know, he never had the gumption or the kind of imagination to think of a world outside of being a servant for these masters. And he just realises at the end, doesn't he, on Brighton Pier, he realises that... You're on a roll here, aren't you? Basically, you've just remembered a film that you... Oh, I remember really <laughs> hitting a beat there. Did it really? Yeah, you know, I haven't seen it. I'd like oh. to see that. Honestly, David, if you haven't seen, um, if you haven't Remains seen that, of the day. Re- Remains of the Day, definitely. Oh, it's, really? that. it's extremely good. Is it? And the, the guy who wrote the novel is incredibly... I can't remember any of these people, but he has got quite a tricky name. And um, he's hes written some amazing novels that have been adapted into films like... Um, my brain's really not working well today. The other one he did was about the... Um, the the the, uh, the the school oh, focusing on guy, clones. Oh, that guy. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, Kazuo. That's it, absolutely. Kazuo. He's absolutely amazing. Clone movie, um, Never Let Me Go was the other one that's really... That's an, another amazing emotional romance. It's about basically um, a group of kids who go to a school and they're clones. And they're basically just um, created in test tubes because rich people want them there just in case they need a new organ or a kidney. And um, so at any point they could be put into surgery and operated on because people want them to basically like cattle but um two of them fall in love with each other and obviously want to continue their life together but one of their um andrew garfield's character his number comes up if you like and he has to be operated on for his kind of owner and um it's it's really clever because it's got a sci-fi tone to it but it's still got that remains of the day kind of um intense romance quality to it so i'd say his stuff's absolutely amazing really impressive well you got yourself out of that little uh absolutely i certainly did just about i do have a beating heart it's not all about explosions and men with guns there's a bit of there's tenderness in there as well David, have you got any movie news for us this week? You know what? This week, there is um, a lot of movie news happening. Oh. There's, um, why? Why, why, of... why this week? I, I don't know. I think it just, um, I think it's one of those things where just a lot of movie news starts racking up and there's a lot of things happening. 
at the moment. First of all, in, in the um, movie news press, there's a potential writer's strike on the way, which is making the film industry really nervous because they've only just got out of COVID. And if um, the whole writer's strike happens, that means no one can write any scripts and loads of productions go completely into pause or even worse, they start just pushing films into production anyway. There's lots of films out there that a lot of people have admitted the script well, they're wasn't not good ready, enough. Yeah, but they still got in. So why, gone. why is there a writer's strike? Why are they striking? Well, it's not 100%. It's like 80% is going to happen. And it's because of um, streaming, Netflix streaming, that they've left the old TV show model of network TV. And they've gone to video streaming. And what video streaming means is that um, the showrunners get really good deals but the other staff writers get really poor deals. And the reason for that is that they're big prestige dramas now. So instead of doing like 24, 30 episodes like they used to do for Friends, they do about um, eight or nine episodes, but they look cinematic so that the staff writers don't get paid much per episode because there aren't, aren't as many. Also, if you're a staff writer, you've got a bit of syndication money, which meant that if you sold the production to um, other countries around the world, you got a bit of money out of that. But with Netflix, you don't sell it to anyone. It just exists with you. So like back in the day with Friends, Warner Brothers made Friends. And then they'd sell it to, you know, Channel 4 for us. And I think it was NBC in America. But um, that's not the case. It just sits on the Netflix subscription website. So, you know, staff writers, they're not employed as much in the actual year. They've always got to look for that next project. Like friends would have kept them going for a whole year and they'll get their syndication money. But um, Netflix is just not the case. The actual uh, episodes cost a lot of money, but there's not as much. There's That's not as many episodes. Fantastic bit of news. Absolutely. So people are going out with their placards. And it was quite serious. Would you mind just doing a beep like an alien? Beep! Do you think beep. aliens sound like no, that? No, no, not at all. The, the, okay. a, a beep like an alien. Yeah. Beep. Has that got like a, an alien vibe? <laughs> sort of appearing okay. behind your shed. Beep. Right, so they might they might put shows and t- um, films into production even when they're not, they're kind of half ready, half... Well, I mean, Barbara Broccoli has admitted she did a recent documentary because it was the end of Daniel Craig's uh, time on Bond, and she said Quantum Solace wasn't ready. She actually admitted that. She said that was one of the reasons the film wasn't quite up to par because they had their their strike, and the studio, the shareholders of the studio, you've got to meet key deadlines. So, like for MGM, Bond was their um, their Christmas movie. And the shareholders get very nervous if they haven't got... Because the whole of their back catalogue of films that come out that year, they rely on those tentpole movies. So if Bond doesn't come out, if the other smaller films don't do very well, um, they need that Bond money to suck up any other financial disasters. I mean, that's why they call them tentpole movies, because they keep the tent up financially. Um, Like a metaphorical finance tent, like a tent made of money. And uh, Bond's a tentpole movie. If you take that tentpole out, you just got a family confused under canvas, <laughs> just running around, <laughs> lost. Ah, yeah. Any other any other movie news, David? This is a crazy one. Oh, Danny Boyle, yeah, is doing a large theatrical musical called Free Your Mind, which is an adaptation of The Matrix. So it's going to be a massive dance rave musical well, in London. Performed in one of the theatres in London. I don't quite know which the th- what theatre it is. Does that get your? Does that get you excited? The idea of that? Sort you of. You look like I, you're looking down your nose at it. Yeah, it's a bit of a confusing one. It's like, why does Danny Boyle want to do the Matrix? Okay, because he's a bit of a theatre kid, isn't he? You know, before um, cinema, he did theatre. He did Frankenstein a few years ago with uh, Johnny Miller and um, Cumberbatch. But it's a bit of a crazy one. But apparently it's going to be like a dance rave musical. And it's going to be the Matrix on stage. It sounds interesting. I mean, you know, he's quite an interesting... Did uh, you go character. and watch it? I don't think so. As I was verbalising that, it'd be a case of... Um, 
it depends. It might grab my interest. I mean, it's a lot. Of, it costs a lot of money. I, I imagine the tickets. Um, I like the idea of dancing. I think um, if I was at home and I had a few gins and one too many pizzas and I was is, in the is lounge. Gin, your go-to drink? Absolutely, gin's my go-to drink because you is can it? avoid a big hangover with gin. Okay. Like, will you have gin tonight? I might do. I'm, How do you I'm have thinking, your gin? I have my gin. Um, this is terrible. I'd have um, gin in uh, Energy Monster Drink with Ribena, which I know is a complete disaster. It's turning my uh, my stomach into a witch's cauldron. But that's what I'd do. Nightmare. Wow. Okay. Is that quite common? What, for human, other human beings to do that? <laughs> no, that's my own little concoction. So you have gin, monster, energy drink, and Ribena. Yes, just mix that together and then just dance to Kylie Minogue to some kind of YouTube pop hits. <laughs> oh, that sounds bleak. Bit of Enya, it does sound bleak. Like the beginning of a serial killer movie, basically, isn't it? Just just credits rolling, but, man but on monster. But it's monster. tasty, though. You like it? I do like I wouldn't drink it in company. Like, if I went to a barbecue, I wouldn't turn up with a Tesco bags full of monsters and gin and Ribena and just so create... this is something you drink on your own to get Oh, wankered. absolutely. Or if I was with a very close friend who wasn't going to judge my drinking yeah, habits. Like Ryan. Yes. Ryan has to put up with quite a lot, doesn't he? Shit, right. He has to keep... <laughs> Excuse my friends, a bit... bit old. I was at the cinema of him yesterday. He has to keep quite a few secrets, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He definitely does. I was at the cinema of him yesterday and I dropped front my row. cup. Absolutely front row. Nose is up to the screen. He has to put up with that, which is quite horrific. I'm always apologising to him afterwards. But I um, we're in the middle of the movie and I dropped my car keys. And we had to go on all fours like two cats prowling around trying to find it. Because I couldn't focus on the film and not and know my car keys are lost. Do you know what I mean? What, you're on all fours? Like yes, he's, yes, he's very in the good cinema. Like that. <clears throat> yes, what you were, or he was. Um, both of us were prowling around like cats. Yeah. Oh, we weren't literally being cats like in the musical. We were looking for the car keys. Yeah. We, hadn't, oh, yeah, God, we weren't literally. We hadn't transformed to felines type of thing. But we might as well be like padding well, around. Did other at the people nighttime. see you prowling around? Um, he's quite small, but I've got quite an arched back, so I'm sure that appeared every now and then. Was it a busy cinema? Very busy. Why? What were you watching? Um, Hello, Darling. Don't worry, darling. It's not Hello, Darling. That might be the sequel. Don't worry, darling. Oh, I'd like you to have been looking for your keys and you look up and someone's looking at you and you went, Meow. Oh, absolutely. Meow. It's like a meow. Yeah. Absolutely. Just sit in your seat, mate, and just watch the movie. Meow. Right, it's just strange. It's sort of pattern around all fours. Any other news? I mean, you've given us some wonderful news. I'll tell you, the, the other news that's big is that the new Will Smith trailer has come out, which is called... Um, what is that uh, called? It's not about that, dude. Well, it's called Emancipation. It's, it's Apple Plus have made it. And uh, it's about a, a guy in the um, 1800s. He's a slave. He breaks out of slavery and he joins a revolution, a, uh, the revolutionary um, war of America of the period. But the big thing is, they say that his performance is really very, very good at it. Really good at it. And um, he could potentially be nominated for another Oscar. <laughs> Fantastic. So really... Oh, um, you can imagine what that speech will be like. I, well, the thing is, he can be nominated, but he can't get it. He can't pick it up because he's been barred from the Oscars. Oh. So he can't... What, forever and ever and ever? I think it's a certain period. I don't think it's forever, but it's definitely for a certain period. But Apple Plus are very frustrated. They weren't sure if they were going to sit on it for a while, for a few years, and then release it. When did they shoot this? Was it post... It was, they shot it just before the Chris Rock punch. Literally just before it type of thing. And the other person, Apple Plus, is having a real problem with this. Because as, as alongside that, the other film they've just greenlit is an F1. So is it F1? Uh, is that what you call um, car races? That's M1. Sorry, M1. Car races. Was it F1? F1. Uh, car Formula races. Formula 1. 
Formula One, there you go, begins with an F, go with that, uh, with Brad Pitt, that's written by the writer of Top Gun Maverick and director of Top Gun Maverick. Don't these actors do loads of acting? Oh, God, shed loads. But Brad Pitt is going to be dragged through the Johnny Depp hell through the courts very soon. His name is going to be really seriously tarnished. And Apple Plus is saying, What? Brad Pitt? Why? Well, Angelina Jolie has... Are we allowed um, to say this on Random Movie Generator? Oh, yes, it's very much released now. What the hell's happened? Angelina Jolie has gone public with some of her attacks towards Brad Pitt. And she said that um, he's been very violent in the home. He tried to to strangle one of his teenage sons. Um, He regularly threw red wine on the children and uh, emptied lager over Angelina Jolie's head. Type of thing. Apparently, he got annoyed one time that she wouldn't agree to do a sequel to Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And uh, he said, well, if you can't do that sequel, maybe you'll do this as a follow-up. And he emptied another can of lager over her head. This is the gossip and what's going on type I of mean, thing. I mean, this... Uh, I feel slightly uncomfortable with this random movie news. I know, I know. what can I say? And that's why Apple Plus, they're uncomfortable too. We're all oh uncomfortable, God. you, me and Apple Plus. Because they've got two big films, one's a little film. You look like you're Evelyn in it. I know, it's terrible, isn't it? Absolutely horrific. You'd be a great Hollywood gossip news dude on GMTV. And, okay, we're going over to David in LA now. Hey, David, how are you? Good morning. Wonderful. I've got lots of gossip, lots of news. A lot of, a lot of domestic units are coming to an end as we speak in the Hollywood Hills. Family life is not coming together. Lots of money, but there's zero love. So what else do they say? There's me, sort of. What else well, the do they thing say? is, they both own. What, a, why has she come out and said this now? What? What's? It's it's all over a vineyard. They both own. That's uh, it's a wine company. They both own, and it's worth millions. I think it's like sixty million, which these days is short change in actual fact. But um, he's very much pushed her out of having any control over it, and she says, "Well, fair enough. Let's just split it halfway then, and let's just sell it." And I'll take my 30, you take your 30, Brad. And he's very much like, kind of, uh, no, I want to keep it, but you can't get involved in, I don't know, the branding of the wine bottles or whatever. And she's like, right, okay, I'm going to take you properly to court. And I'm now going to, what? Because there was gossip that he attacked one of the children on a plane (sighs) whilst on marijuana and uh, cheap Jack Daniels. Keep it light, David. I know, you're quite right. I'm enjoying this way too much. And he gave me 12 Why months of Fight Club, and I'm Why? enjoying his demise. Why? Because I think I like the idea that, you know, he's wandering around these tan and his Ray-Bans, but his, his life is as crap as mine. You know, at least I haven't strangled a toddler or chucked ra- wine, red wine in the... In David! The- I think the, um... The, the Will Smith thing won't do his career any damage, but this stuff with Brad Pitt potentially could do. Oh, I, we watched Seven. Naomi had never seen Seven before. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, because wow. you watched it. We watched it last Saturday night, I think. She's never seen it before. No, I said, have you seen Seven? She went, oh, I'm not sure. I went, hang on a minute. Have you? So she hadn't. So we watched it. It was really interesting watching it again. Yeah, man. Do you know, so I... It felt slower than I remembered. It's quite yes. slow. Yes, it is. Yeah, definitely. It felt very nineties. I don't know why. I don't know what. I don't know what it was. That maybe it was just the titles. Felt, yeah, felt what is 90s. that about that nineties look? It's got that kind of nineties crow kind of gothic. Yeah, and also the grunge. titles and. With a nine-inch nail vibe. Yeah, exactly. It has got a 90s vibe. You're completely right about that. I was just quite surprised how slow the first hour was. Like, I was enjoying it, but I was just like, all right, they're just going from body to body, are they? Yes, I do know what you mean. I'll be honest with you, it wasn't as good as I remembered. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, listen, I I loved it. It, No, it's great. I definitely... I do know what you mean. It does go from one body to the next. I absolutely love those... Those scenes where they go to his flat and he turns up and there's a chase for... There's just that bit of energy in the film. For Fox. So well filmed, that bit, isn't it? Yeah. 
Listen, it's really good. It's really... And the ending is... Naomi didn't... She sort of guessed what it might be. Wow, she guessed it. I'd never well, seen that coming. Yeah, she kind of did. But anyway, it was just interesting watching it with someone who had no idea where this was going. I think also it's very much a case whereby um, when you haven't seen it before, each of those deaths is like a sort of tape modern art piece. And if you've seen it, perhaps that oh, kind of I goes... Oh, I forgot about <clears throat> the knife, the dildo. Oh, the on the end strap. of the... Oh, God, that is horrific, Fucking isn't it? hell. I remember when that scene... Yeah, when that scene came along, it's like, oh, that that stayed with me. Yeah, that's just insane, isn't it? It's a horrible thought to have to then put into a script. You know, I was listening to a really interesting um, interview uh, on podcast, uh, one of the big film podcasts called Big Picture, and they made the really interesting point that if you look at the big directors of the 90s, Paul Thomas Anderson, who did Boogie Nights, uh, Tarantino with Pulp Fiction, David Fincher with Seven, he made the very good point that they're all slightly perverts. They've all got perverted interests. Do you know what I mean? I thought that's a bit over the top, but he did make some very interesting points. Do you know what I mean? There's like, they've all got this um, slightly perverse interest in violence or sexuality and things like that. I mean, that one scene, to have that thought, to even think of that scene and then put it onto a script and go, yeah, I want to film that. I want to put that to to be part of a story. It's horrible. It really is incredibly grim. Well, you can't get more grim than that, really, can you? Well, thank you, David, for this week's movie news. Not a problem, sir. Thank you, you. Thank you for giving me the platform to to share it with the good people. Yeah, no, I'm glad you can get all this gossip shit off your chest. Absolutely purge it out into society. Okay, so, I can't remember. Oh, I can remember. This week, you are reviewing... Uh, The Right Stuff by Philip Kaufman. Now, I don't know anything about this. I hadn't even heard of the film last week when Mandy... uh... Oh! Did you hear that? That funny noise Mandy made. Oh, a bit of a sexy beep-beep. Bit of a, uh, you know, a bit of a cute R2-D2 little uh, sound effect there. She's no, certainly I, hitting I, my I, buttons. What do you mean? Sexual buttons. I mean, I don't have buttons on me. I've only got nipples. I haven't got buttons. But they're certainly being sort of caressed and touched. Those hidden buttons. I guess they're emotions. They're called emotions in a human being. So, I've never heard of the the right stuff, it's called. It's the right stuff. Do you know one thing? I was going to say, have we done recommendations? Or that Not that it's my place. Sorry, I apologise. 100% you... I don't... Sorry. Sorry, I do apologise. <laughs> Sorry. I've definitely overstepped my, my uh, the line here. And now that comes last, David, thank you. It does come last. No, it doesn't right. come last. It's the penultimate section. Yes, you are quite right. I've, I've overstepped my, my the line there. This um, is your ship. I'm allowed to... to no, to, no, this is your got, ship. Oh, it's good of you to say. Good of you to but say. I just felt like I was... If you're the captain of the ship. I'm not. Just... A, no, you are the admiral, and I feel as though your role's questioned there. Just like, don't think about it, Dave. Just take your bayonet, go over the top, and just, you know. No, no, no. I feel like this is your ship. I'm just on the crow's nest, up in the crow's nest. But you are a key part of, of the crew, sir. I don't think it's my ship well, at all. It's, it's your important. ship. It's, no, I think it's important roles being the crow's nest. I just think you're at the wheel. Well, if I'm at the wheel, it, on the side of the boat, it says Earl Enterprises, you know, <laughs> marina.org, and, um, you know, you're very much there with a, a cigar. It's like an so Alan Sugar figure. Was, so the right stuff. The right stuff, the film. The, the right stuff, directed by Philip Kaufman. What did you I, think? I was, um, I was impressed by it. I was definitely very, very impressed. I can really good cast. Before we go any further... If I sat down and watched it tonight, would I go, wow, that's a good film? Yeah, oh, you... for fuck's oh, sake, no. the face oh, on it. Oh, gosh. You There's didn't like it. Oh, I did like it. I did like it. I did like it. I thought but... you said this was a classic. It is a classic. I can see why people like it and why people call it a classic. Over to you, <laughs> David. 
I mean, don't get me wrong, really good cast. You can definitely tell why Dennis Quaid was pit, pitted, pitched, tipped uh, to be like the next big thing type of thing, like a Harrison Ford, Mel Gibson pit. He's been he's been he's been pit for big pit big things, but it's a case of because um, I mean at that point after right stuff they thought he's going to be a Harrison Ford or a Mel Gibson. But he got a really there bad... we go. There's, there's oh the no, what a disaster. He's ruining my life, Harrison. It really is. No, not at all. You don't even know you're doing it. It's just a go-to. It really is. Oh, Oh, gosh. What a night. Tripped up again. Um, God, I need to have, like, electrodes attached to my head. Every time I mention his name, I get, like, a shock. Well, that's never going to happen. I know. I haven't got the DIY skills or the admin ability or the money. It costs a lot of money to do that, wouldn't it? Um, He's very, very good at it. But afterwards, he got a really bad drug problem and got a bad name for himself. Yeah, I'm no, going back to gossip again. I apologise. <laughs> Ed Harris is Ed Harris and Sam Shepard are incredibly good. What's really good? Because obviously, what's this, it about? Yeah, quite, quite right. It's about I the don't men. Know anything about this movie? So it's not about landing on the moon, but it's the first shuttle that actually went out into space and went around the actual Earth. So it's about the actual test pilots who were the first astronauts. So they had to go through different tests, like faster than sound, things like that. And then the end thing, actually orbiting out into space. And um, it starts off a bit Top Gun-esque. When was this made? When when did it go Very, 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 very early 80s. Let me have a look. I've got the date here. 83 to be exact. Philip Kaufman wrote it. And bizarrely, Philip Kaufman, I didn't realise. Oh, God, here we go. I've created a bit of a trap for myself what, there. What, 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 Philip Kaufman wrote the story for Raiders Lost Ark. Are I you even say? I didn't, honest to God, I, I'm not, per- I didn't choose this film. Because it said to me, it said Philip Kaufman Raiders Lost Ark. I thought, that's ridiculous. That's, <sighs> that's, a, that's a mistake on the International Movie Database. But apparently this guy actually wrote the story. But anyway, we'll, we'll push the weapon hat aside and focus on this. And, um... It's all about them going through each of the trials and missions to kind of, um, until they actually do the final kind of mission. What is, so it's got a Top Gun vibe at the beginning. They're all very macho and kind of like cowboys in planes. But then it, it doesn't go the Top Gun route. It's very grounded in reality. But what's really good is you see a lot of their home life and how the pressure of this project kind of affects marriages and, um, some of them go through different stages of meltdown and also how the, the, the kind of technology nerds and these kind of like top gun ass, you know, pilot types have to sort of get on and meet each other halfway. Well, let's have a, let's now, let's have a little listen to a, a clip of the right stuff. We need a hatch with explosive bolts that we can open ourselves. I think there is something you do not understand. This is the final form of the capsule. No hatch. What would happen if the automatic controls went out? Backups, checks, etc. This would not happen. I said, what would happen if it did? The pilot would have to fly it back. This is the way it is. Hmm? You know, I wonder how the press going to feel about this. Great. What does the press have to say about it? Yeah, what do they have to say about it? Well, do you boys know what makes this bird go up? Funding makes this bird go up. That's right. No bucks. No buck Rogers. And, uh, press over there. They all want to see Buck Rogers. And that's us. Thank you, David, for listening. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. So, plus points and minus points. What we plus thinking? points, as I say, really good character arcs, really strong cast. It's, it's one of those things where. You know that you get together this like this 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 cast of young actors and they all go on to do big big things. There's loads of examples of that, isn't there? I can't think of one annoyingly, but you suddenly see them. At a lot of, so annoying that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And um, well, like American Graffiti, George Lucas's American Graffiti, Richard Dreyfuss, Ron Howard, Harrison Ford. It's got that kind of vibe. Are you mental? Oh my god! <laughs> I am mental. Clearly, it's just like. Clearly, the room that is my oh, mind is a very Lucas small. They've got to be pushed out. Roll on. Oh, he's not one. Francis Ford Coppola, Outsiders, Tom Cruise. Hey, and... I haven't mentioned him for three weeks. I can't remember the others, actually. There are others in there than Tom Cruise, but I can't remember. Um, a great cast. Great cast, really good cinematography. Listen, you've been really positive so far about this film. But I feel there's a but behind your butt what is the butt three hours and 20 minutes just way too long oh it was just like don't get me wrong you get sucked in but it's like oh come on get sucked back in it was like a netflix mini series it's like well, really you know, you've got to do that voice haven't you three hours and 15 minutes just like can you make wow. it a little bit more Extreme that voice, quite low and long. Three hours and fifteen minutes. Okay. Like a hissing snake. That, that that's really long. Really long. When did you know it was that long? Well, at one point I thought, oh, maybe they didn't make it out into space. I thought to myself, maybe the mission doesn't happen. But did you, oh, when you sat down to watch it, did you know it was that long? I thought it was going to be something like two hours 40. So I when did you was, know? When did you realise it was three hours 20? Um, when he was going around the Earth in his spaceship. And I was looking at my watch thinking, well, bloody hell, man, that's just nuts. And then I started looking at International Movie Database to see what is the duration so of this. You because so you weren't even watching the film. <clears throat> Scroobius Pip is going to be... Oh, dear God. No, Scroobius, if you're listening, I, my eyeballs were just focused on Ed Harris 24-7. No, you said you were on IMDb. I know, so that is a bit of a lie. It's got to be said. I mean, that's the awful thing of watching things on your computer. There's like there's loads of windows everywhere, right. isn't there? that's another thing. <clears throat> there's quite a few people, in, I think, I'm pretty sure on Patreon going, hang on a minute, David has to get a TV. We need to club together to get David a TV. You should not be watching movies on your fucking laptop. I know it is bad, isn't it? It has to would be said. Would you like everyone on Patreon to club together to get you a TV? I would feel incredibly guilty if that were, if that took place. I, I really don't think people's hard-earned money... You know, they go to the would office every like day. That, though, for Christmas? Well, I, well absolutely. I mean, I, what you like is not what you should be given, though, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's like there's a lot of people out there that would like would things. Would you like it? Um, yes, I would like that. <laughs> a um, through the post, hanging on my wall, no money coming out of my bank account, and I can just watch people looking at me on the screen. Well, not yeah. looking at me, but you know. I wonder how much a decent TV is. You probably get a good one for five hundred, can't you? I couldn't take that from other people. Though. That'd be horrific, wouldn't it? That'd just be um, five hundred people from the you good quite people. Quite like the sound of it, though. Oh God, yeah, my my ears are pricking up like a lab Labrador. <laughs> Something I'm appearing out of the, the long grass. Well, like he's just seen a rabbit or a squirrel. I love some of that trotting along. Do you know the fact that you said that this is three hours twenty? I'm out. I'm not ever going to watch it. But it's like you've been tricked into watching a Netflix miniseries. I never signed up for this. That is a. You, why is it so? Why is it so hard to sit down and watch something that's over? Two hours forty. Well, I mean, it's, it's impressive that um, it kept me going. It does show the quality of the writing and the directing and the acting. But there was massive lulls. It's like you don't need this scene right now, and we've done this. Surely we should be at the third act by now. And they just kept going through my head, but it just went on 
but it's got to be said you know there was bits where it's just like um oh I'm, I'm losing interest in this but then i'd be sucked back in but i guess if those sucked back in moments were closer to each other this is me getting into like movie science mode now um you know it'd be a lot more engaging so say if it was running at two hours ten would this be a completely different review yeah definitely it'd be like yeah this is very strong stuff really well performed great set pieces i can see why it was one of the big oscar films of 83 i think it was i think it was yeah yes it was 83 yeah indeed but just the length it was just too um too long the dialogue just goes on too long it's just like yeah you you've hit your point your plot points are made now let's move on but then you know it's a, it's a classic movie and i'm sure a lot of people are looking at me shaking their heads for crying out loud well, this guy's got film gang they're gonna be oh chatting. what would they be saying in their high i've got the attention voices? span of a child in their high-pitched voices it would just be a case of um well for crying out loud appreciate the scenery but appreciate the character interaction not everything's a tv ad for crying out loud not everyone is not everything has to be part of the ipod generation <laughs> it's like a fine wine you sit and appreciate it you know hit the pause button go away consider what you've watched come back watch the rest if you have to it's not that it's designed that way there should be no time limitations to cinema. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah, they've got a camp and They're quite catty. It's not like a build having a go. Like, oh, what are you doing? What are you in the face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. more like, oh, yeah. I'm crying out loud. I quite like them. If they've got, they've got a real scratch to them, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, they yeah. leave you quite with a bruised ego. <laughs> all right, all right. Just saying, I don't like three hours and twenty minutes. <laughs> oh right, so you're saying that they um. The Oscar, Mr. Spielberg, for Schindler's List needs to be removed from your mantelpiece, it seems. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that oh. at all. Oh, well, you are saying that. No, I'm not. You're putting words what in my mouth What do they now. wear? Do they wear little denim shorts? Or... They kind of... What would they wear? It's very much kind of like... Um, sort of nerdy outfit. Sort of like self-aware, ironic T-shirts. Right, uh, right yeah, very yeah. carefully studied quiffs right and uh michael kane black kind of glasses oh wow and wow, now they're wow. now they're middle-aged quite large stomachs protruding out of their ironic branded t-shirts <laughs> and then very expensive um nike Air michael jordan um trainers from their uh, teen years in the 90s in your head or do, are, are these people oh no these people exist where are they <laughs> Just dotted around Britain, <laughs> just around the UK, basically. Okay, they're doing all right for themselves. They're doing better than me. Yeah, they're not. They're not living off pizza and gin and monster drink. No, no they're doing no. okay. They're probably going off to Pizza Express tonight to have a cheesecake to chat about the latest Francis Ford Coppola movie, oh. while swigging on wine. They're doing fine. They see me as charity. All right, all right. <laughs> Calm down, Edwards. Calm down, mate. It's not that bad. Count to three. Take well, a deep breath. So, David, how many chalk ices out of five are you going to give the film the right stuff? Four. Because it's very good. It's just... um laboured oh. okay you sure you're allowed half a no i would definitely say four you can definitely see merit you're not, there you're not doing that because you're just thinking about your film nerdy gang that might have a little unfortunately that's always a factor right, with me it's like... then. this is your podcast this is your turf i'm going to ask you again I, i'm not I'm, I'm not trying to influence you if you want to stick with four don't be influenced by them though this is your world how many chalk ices out of five are you going to give the right stuff? I'd say 3.5, then, if I was going to really, really say it, because sometimes it really are. Because there's like shots where you see people just driving up to the front of doors in their cars. Do you know what I mean? So I don't need to see that. And also, my uh, boredom limit has obviously risen 
in the sense of um, I'm actually noticing like just get out of your car don't even yeah. lock it get in the car get in the house so you can have your dialogue and get the story going yeah I mean that you know that that's a level of being quite impatient after a while but I have got a low um, low tolerance that type of thing which isn't good well David thank you so much for this week's movie review thank you sir goes without saying thank you no genuinely i really like that one no genuinely thank you for you know creating the ship that i'm you know sailing for the caesar cinema So, what's this week's movie tip, David, from you? This movie tip I came across last week, and it really is quite a crazy one that I wasn't aware even existed. Um, let me find I've got to find it. It's basically a Uganda film called uh, Crazy World. It came out in 2014, and um, it's the start of what they call waka ligi liga w-a-k-a-l-i-g-a uganda action films and um they really are quite unique they're kind of like um very because basically get you've got to be aware of this these films are made by very um sort of um working poverty-stricken class uganda project ghetto settings and they're, they're, it's a group of Uganda filmmakers and they're using very basic film digital camera work and they produce these very DIY, ultra-violent, very comedy-esque action movies. And um, this one's called uh, Crazy World, came out in 2014. But a lot of people have gone on to champion them massively, like Mark Cousins, the film British film critic, who Mark Canode always worships and says there's a better critic than him, um, has said it's um, Crazy World's one of the most important films so far of the 21st century. And um, after Tim, Commando's daughter is kidnapped by the Tiger Mafia, he goes insane and starts a quest to stop the kidnappings with the father of another ki- kidnapped child. And it's just the comedy is very broad. I have, yes, absolutely. Um, It is good. A lot of it's good because you've got to understand the background that is zero, zero budget. And the DIY is just verging on tacky in places. But it is, you know, you can tell that this guy has basically got his uh, local mates to help film it. And he's using very low budget digital filmmaking apps to um to produce a very creative narrative it was shown at the toronto film festival recently tiff which is a big film festival to get into so these films are very low budget but highly creative and very amusing very very funny in places um have definitely been welcomed in by the kind of very uh, upper class elite filmmaking community and um it is something it's a unique voice and style to it do you say it's uh, it's Comedy. Did you say it's comedy? Yes, it has got comedic elements to it, definitely. Yeah. Ultra-violent, intense violence. So it really is ultra-violent, is it? Ultra-violent, definitely, but comedic at the same time, definitely. So it is almost like a kind of like um, Judd Apatow, kind of like intense comedy. It's like, it's basically Anchorman meets Commando. So off-the-wall comedy, but intense violence but with a real low-budget DIY style to it. But well-edited as well, you know, really fast, kind of like Born Identity editing. Yeah. And very creative with the budget they've got, because I'm sure the budget has gone up slightly for them now. I'm sure people have financed it, but the early ones, like Crazy World 2014, that's just them playing around in their local... So what are the latest movies, then? What are they? The latest ones, I haven't got the names of those... But um, Crazy World is the, the, the main one that really got their name in 2014. But okay. I went to their YouTube page, and it still seems to be quite lo-fi technology. Right. I think they realise that's their charm, if you like, and they yeah, haven't yeah, become yeah. Um, completely well, that's corporatized. that's as well, isn't it? Absolutely, 24-7. I, I, I doffed my hat to them when I saw it on the YouTube channel. I was like, don't go with the money, people. They'll take away your personality. 
Well, anything anything else in this week's movie tips? Or what did you go and watch last night? I watched last night. Um, Don't worry, darling. The uh, the film by Olivia Williams starring um, Florence Pugh, and it's based. I wasn't impressed at all. It's terrible to say. Basically, um, she lives in this kind of like perfect Truman Show s. Oh, Harry Styles is in it. Harry Styles is in it. His performance isn't bad, but he doesn't do an American accent like the rest of them. He, he sticks with his British accent, and that makes it it makes him stick out a bit because it's supposed to be like a nineteen fifties perfect utopian community, and it's got like a feminist um, message. The idea that all the men go off and work and the women just stay at home cleaning their homes manically and they're almost slaves to the men. But no one questions it, but Florence Pugh starts to question it. The twist really is very hackneyed and old. And every scene feels like a pastiche of previous movies before it. It's basically Truman Show, Matrix, Step for the Wives. It's a real um, sort of like... um, montage of just endless I've seen this before in other movies good performances though Florence Pugh's really watchable she's like a young Kate Winslet and really well shot Chris Pine's rather good in it as well but it's just held together by just endless cliches but with this this film you were prowling around like a cat in the dark I was and I guess because you weren't really enjoying the film you didn't care that you were being a cat for a bit yeah, it gives you feline time. You know, you can just sort of wander around on all fours, just padding around, sort of giving yourself a cat-like stretch. Well, that's a, I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, it's, you know, I got my money's worth, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Gave me a place to kind of like, you know, express myself. Do you go to the cinema every week, do you think? Most weeks I go to the cinema, I have a Cineworld card. I go to my friend Ryan um, and we uh, grab ourselves a McDonald's. Uh, we, should, really? we shouldn't take it in, but we do, and um, you know, have a cinematic Don't you treat. Stink? Um, it's not too bad. Maybe I should be more aware that I should I have my nostrils you, on alert. What do you? But what do you buy? We always go halves on a family box of um, nuggets. <laughs> Why don't you just marry him? What? I guess it's um, but why not? It's those sexuality chemicals within within us. We're both heterosexuals. Why don't you just marry Ryan? I could pitch it to him. I think he's got higher aspirations. How would you pitch it to him? I would just I I I'd do like a PowerPoint display and I'd say, look at the good times you've had with other people, women. Look at the good times you've had with me. People, women. In brackets, women. And just sort of say to him, you know, I've been yeah. here since the beginning. It's all about having a clear foundation. And, um, you know, I'm, you know, I've been here since number one. Let's yeah. put more money on the blonde horse. I think it's always <laughs> going to be there. <laughs> but I think you should but just marry him. I'm bored of the fact that you're just like hanging out together. Just be honest with each other and say, I really enjoy being in your company. Let's live together and let's marry one another. Oh, but I don't want to have sex. We haven't got to have sex. You are quite right. I mean, that can just last bloody minutes. Yeah, the rest exactly. of the day is Forget good conversation and, and laughter. <laughs> exactly. Why don't you do that? Many times we sat on a couch sharing a cigarette, and that, that's what you do after any kind of, where, you know. Where, has he got his own property? Um... He does, yes, absolutely. Does, I don't want well, to reveal too much about him. Because, no. you know, he's his own man type of thing. Does he own it? Um, yes, he does, yes. Well, he can sell that. You can sell yours, club together, get a very nice property together. Get a love nest. Very nice. Yeah, quite right, absolutely. <laughs> With the Patreon's plasma screen on our <laughs> Hanging from the ceiling and everything sorted out. Oh, it's just like, nice. it's anything in life, though. It's, nice. it's one. Oh, oh, Mandy. Are you taking me seriously or not? Oh, not mm, happy. No. She just said, "Do you, are you taking me seriously or not? Yes. I'm taking you very seriously. There's no way Ryan would want to run away with me. So I'm totally, I'm not saying, I'm not saying you're second best, Mandy, whatsoever. No. But I'm just saying that Ryan would not want. I like you, but I need to know you like she me. She just said, I like you, but I need to know you like me. I am 100% on the Mandy bus, 24-7. What I'm do you signed... mean the Mandy bus? She just said, what do you mean the Mandy bus? 
uh, it's a metaphor that you are a vehicle moving in the direction I want to, you know, be transported to. You know, I, I'm on that bus 24-7. There's a lot of vehicles out there, but I'm sat on your bus. Are we still having that curry tonight? Said, are we still having that curry tonight? Absolutely. It's good. It's there. It's happening. It's, it's, it's... Are you coming over to mine still? And she just said, are you coming over to mine still? Absolutely. Ryan has been pushed aside. I'm in Mandy mode. Thank you, David, for yes. this week's movie tips. Thank you. Thanks for the platform. David Edwards, no and yes game. This is a new section called No and Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So this is where I um, read out a top ten from a specific film genre. And if, you, if you've if you seen the movie and it blew your socks off, I mean, it's a five star, you go, yes! If you, if you, it didn't blow your socks off, you say, no. And if Absolutely. you haven't seen it, you remain quiet. Yeah, I know the rules. I'm, 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 I'm okay. well averse to them now. Well, they're, they're, the rules are for the people at home. Yes, quite right. So everyone knows what they're doing. You need rules in life. Yeah. They okay. cement the building blocks of society. So, top ten chase movies. Have we done chase movies before? I think we have. No. No, okay, sorry, sorry. Remember, it's, it has to have blown you. It's, it's got to be a five-star. Oh, yeah, I know well, you mean it. You know, it fills five you with star in your head. Absolutely. Okay, here we go. Duel. Yes. The Born Supremacy. No. No. Higher than that. No. No, it doesn't go... No, it doesn't. No. Apocalypto. Yes. No country for old men. No. I know. I've got to be truthful, though, haven't I? Do you know what I mean? I just... I, the ending was just like, where are we going with this? I know you're a big fan of that film. I do feel bad. See, now I've, I've tried to be the genuine Dave Edwards and I've alienated you. This is what happens when I'm open and real. It's not a bad film. I'm not saying it's a bad film, but it didn't... You know, my socks were on still when the credits were at the end. I'm absolutely shocked. We carry on. We carry oh, on. What can I say? This is your world. This is your podcast. But I've been given enough rope to hang myself here. The Warriors. He hasn't seen it. No, Children, I need some. Children of Men. Yes. Mad Max Fury Road. Yes. Catch me if you can. No. <laughs> the Fugitive. No. North by Northwest. No. And that is the end of the no and yes section. David Edwards Movie Review. Mandy's charging up, as you can hear in the background. You right, Mandy? Yes. Smashing. Right, here we go. The random movie generators is where you select the movie to review 
next week. I Wonderful. So, I actually think about this uh, podcast, the recording of this podcast, like days before, David. Do you know that? Oh, you saying that fills me glee. It really does. Genuinely, I, like this morning, I went out, took the kids swimming. On the way back, I was like, great, doing the random movie podcast. Oh, that's superb. Yeah. So we're in synergy there, because that's what I think when I leap out of bed. It's like, right, it's podcast time. Let's get going. Yeah, yeah, Where are those headphones? Yeah, it's a lovely feeling. Definitely. Okay. Carrot on the end of the stick. So, this is where you randomly choose three movies and then you... Whatever, you get... So, choose a... Oh, hang on a minute. I think I'm on... Am I on a new website? Bear with. Oh, I think they've changed the website. Oh, blimey. Yeah. They could have sent us an email. Okay. So, ch- please choose the genre of the first movie. Stop. No, press the button. Oh, sorry, sorry. Press the button. Horror. Oh, here we go. Oh, interesting. Now, please choose the decade. Press the button. 1950s. Oh, my goodness. That doesn't sound good. And now, four movies, horror movies from the 1950s. Please tell Mandy when to stop. Stop. Godzilla. Oh my god, one of the original Godzilla. 1954 Godzilla. I don't know if I can sit through that. Well, I'll have to if it turns out a man in a suit crushing paper mache buildings. <laughs> with some dodgy That's radioactive um, social good, commentary. It's got a good rating. It's great. I would Godzilla give it a look. 1954. Flip oh, it, Exciting. Okay. Please pick the genre of the second movie. Hang on, bear with me. Yeah. Press the button. Science fiction. Okay, I like that. That's my kind of um, area. Godzilla, is that a horror film? Not well, for me to question, not for yeah. me to question. I thought it was more sci-fi. Now, please pick the decade of the second film. Press the button. 1950s. Oh, my God. Um, stop. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm oh, sorry. sorry. It's being a bit weird then. Now, please generate, Manny. And we have four movies from the 1950s science fiction. Please tell Mandy when to stop. Stop. Forbidden Planet, 1956. Oh, I've not watched that one. That's interesting. It's one of those ones where you see constant clips and documentaries about it, but I've never actually watched it. This is a very, very interesting random movie. Uh, it's a real retro one, isn't it? The old fifties. Okay, and we go again. Please pick the genre of the final movie. Hang on. Okay. Press the button. Horror. That's a horror, right? Okay. And now, please pick the decade. Press the button. 1980s. That's more like it, Captain. That's more like my comfort zone. And now... Oh, interesting. Oh, interesting. Okay, we have four movies. Oh, interesting, interesting. Please pick randomly the movie. Stop. Evil Dead 2. Oh, okay. It's a long time since I've seen that. I mean, decades. Wow. So here we go. You have Godzilla, 1954. Forbidden Planet, 1956. And Evil Dead 2. I'd be up for some Evil Dead 2, definitely. This is where you pick A, B, or C. I've jumbled those three movies around. It's now over to you. A, B, or C. B. Forbidden Planet. 
How'd you feel? Out of the, that's Godzilla could have killed me. I reckon watching like because that would have been proper um, Japanese subtitles, fifties original. T- I don't know. Maybe I would have found it interesting. You never know, do you? I could have got into that. Forbidden Planet, that would have been my second choice, definitely. I'm quite happy with that. I can settle down with some sardine sandwiches. Forbidden Planet is a 1956 American sci-fi film from MGM and uh, stars Walter Pigeon and Anne Francis and Leslie Nielsen. What, Naked Gun, Leslie? Of course it is. Yes, it is Leslie Nielsen. Yes, I do remember that. And also the robot. Let's not forget him. Big factor. I don't know anything about that movie i don't know anything about it i think it's it's based on shakespeare's tempest bizarrely right that's the uh the main narrative structure so, to it is, is this a, sorry is this a horror or are we talk, is this a comedy it's, it's a science fiction it's not a, a comedy at all it's because leslie nielsen was in no way comedy based before police squad or naked gun so uh, i think the reason they employed leslie nielsen is so he came in with a serious element it wasn't a comedian trying to actually um do any gags hence why they got him for naked gun and police squads so it was like a serious actor that would deliver it as serious oh david um do you know what i can't wait to hear your review of it again. it's so it i find it frustrating that i have to wait a week i'm glad that i'm bringing a sense of anticipation inside your head you really are oh that's the well, key that is a key thing the blood planet it is that is my weekend robots and leslie nielsen in, in a straight role none of this trying to make love in a giant condom hey eh? there was that scene i think isn't it when um they, they use protective um uh, sexual aids and Ooh. then they appear um leslie nielsen oh, and okay Priscilla. well david thank you so much for this this week uh we're now going to answer three questions from the patrons the patrons patrons uh, and um but until then, we'll be back next week, uh, regular listeners. Thank you so much for listening. Anything you want to say to the regular listeners? Say something to Mandy, actually, David. Mandy, sorry about the Ryan distraction. He's not the love of my life. You know what I mean? He's just a bloke that I like to just, you know, chew the fat with. But um, I think, you know, there's a real romance potential between you and me. I think there's a bit of a communication issue. I think, you know, we sometimes just find ourselves sat in silence, just chewing loudly on curry. Well, I eat like yours. Let's see you at half seven. She just said see you at half seven. Dude, looking forward to it. We'll be there. Definitely up for that. Thank you. Thank you, David. Au revoir, people. Au revoir. Yes.